Come on, somebody. It's okay to be excited in church, all right? It's okay. It's okay. You like my lightsaber? We're going to use that in the thing. We'll have a raffle. You can win that, all right? You can... I don't think the owner of that would be very happy if we raffled that, raffled that off. A couple of things as we get started this morning. You can find your seat. Uh, before we get into it, a couple of disclaimers, a couple of things at the beginning. We have to do kind of work, kind of ground rules of the rest for it, uh, for the series. First one is we love November. We love this series at the movies. Uh, but we want to encourage you also. This is something that's on our heart as a staff, something on our heart as a leadership team, um, is that as we show these, We've already edited them down. We've cut them for time. We've cut them for content. We've made sure that we've edited everything out of these. But I would encourage you with your own family, uh, whether it's a movie that we've shown here or whatever it is, that you would start to look into that. And then there's a service that we use. It's called VidAngel. It's just an incredible service that will edit the movies for you in real time. And they have all the current ones out of Netflix or Amazon Prime Video or anything like that. But it's just an awesome add-on that you can use to help protect your family. It edits out TV shows and movies, uh, takes out any kind of questionable content, Gives you a lot of control over what to take out uh, from the movies. It's just a, an extra safeguard that you can put in your homes. And so we want to encourage you to look that up. Uh, it's something we push every week during At The Movies. Um, just a, an awesome thing, awesome tool that you can use to continue to be the watch guard over your family. Uh, the second thing I want to encourage you to, everybody you have one of these cards on your seat. Uh, this is an invite card to At The Movies. If you enjoy this, we would love for you to invite somebody back with you. Now, I got a Facebook message from a buddy of mine who's a worship leader uh, in town. He's a worship leader at another church. And he sent me a Facebook message this week and it just said, hey, y'all are world famous. I saw this at the Florida Planet Fitness. So throw that one up there. Let's see where somebody put an invite card at the... (laughs) I don't know who you are, Florida Planet Fitness person. I don't know who you are. I know you're a male. All right. I know that you... (laughs) I just want to tell you from the stage, good job. Good job. All right. That's spreading... So if you have a creative way to invite somebody, at least it wasn't in the urinal, right? At least it was on top. If you have a creative way, we would just love to invite somebody. If you like at the movie, just bring somebody back with you. Uh, just an awesome time together uh, as a church. want to encourage you uh, for that one. And then the last one, like I said, today's movie, it is a little intense. There is some drama, some, some uh, action, a lot of things like that. So again, if you'd like to, if you have younger children, if you want to check them into Kid Zone uh, or the nursery, we'd love to have them up there with that. Or you can keep them in here with you. It's up to you. you kind of make your decision uh, for your family. All of that, all right, we got it all out of the way. Uh, so now it is my pleasure to welcome you to At The Movies 
hair. They came a little far, but they ain't done nothing. Smushed it with the stick. You got a present there for Peter, don't you? Of course. Be honest, you didn't expect the spaceship. <laughs> A lot of you are boohooing, everybody's crying, and then out of nowhere, we got tissues at the edges of all the aisles, all right? You can just grab. Actually, I think there's only like two boxes in here, so claim one quick. Nobody ever expects the spaceship. Have you ever been in need of a rescue? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. Have you ever been needing in your life, in a place or in a position? I told you last week that I had a reputation when I was younger for getting lost. I got lost everywhere I went at concerts, road trips, movie theaters. I got lost anywhere I went. Well, in high school, some buddies of mine and I thought it would be a good idea to go in the forest at Tunica Hills in Mississippi. And so we all went out there and we started exploring. And you know how it is. You see something off the path that you want to go see. And then you see something else a little further and a little bit further, a little bit further. And then somebody has a bright idea to go and anyways we got lost we lost the map and we lost uh, our sense of direction and actually we lost the food at one point that we had brought along with us and i had brought a change of clothes because i was going to swim in one of the waterfalls but i put him in my buddy's backpack and when we lost the food we lost my clothes as well and so i'm wet and i'm lost and i'm tired and it's starting to get late it's starting to get late and it's starting to get a little bit dark and so we thought well we can find our way and we got even more lost and they're all looking at me because I have the reputation for getting lost, right? Like I'm the bad luck charm. I'm the Jonah in the boat. And so they're all looking. And so we did what any high schoolers do when they get lost in the woods. We called 911. Come on, somebody. We just. And it started to get about six, seven o'clock and the sun is going down and it's getting dark and we're starting to freak out. And we needed a rescue. Well, as we start the movie series this November, we find that the universe is in need of a rescue. But the question we have to ask ourselves this morning is who is going to come to that rescue? Because if you've seen any of the 2000 superhero movies that have come out in the last 10 years, that answer should be pretty obvious, right? Who's going to come to the rescue? Is it going to be Superman with his laser eyes and his super strength and his flying ability? Or is it going to be Captain America with his shield and his strength? Or is it going to be Thor with his lightning and his hammer? Like, which, which superhero is going to pop out of this? Which one are you waiting for? 
Because superheroes with super abilities, they do, it's not a trick question, they do super things. But, but not this time. All right, not this time. In fact, this time, when the universe is threatened, the team that steps up to save it is nothing like you'd expect. Sandarians, what a bunch of losers. All of them in a big hurry to get from something stupid to nothing at all. Pathetic. Look at this guy. You believe they call us criminals when he's assaulting us with that haircut? What is this thing? Look how it thinks it's so cool. It's not cool to get help. Walk by yourself, you little gargoyle. <laughs> right, Groot? Sure. Don't drink fountain water, you idiot. That's disgusting. Yes, you did. I just saw you doing it. Why are you lying? Whoop. Looks like we got one. Okay, Yumi. How bad does someone want to find you? 40,000 units? Root! We're gonna be rich! As commissioned. Where's Yondu? Wanted to be here. Sends his love and told me to tell you that you got the best eyebrows in the business. What is it? It's my policy never to discuss my clients or their needs. Yeah, well, I almost died getting it for you. An occupational hazard, I'm sure, in your line of work. Some machine-headed freak working for a dude named Ronan. Ronan? I'm sorry, Mr. Quill, I truly am. But I want no part of this transaction if Ronan is here. by the peace treaty who will not rest until Zandarian culture, my culture, is wiped from existence. Come on, there's someone whose bad side I'd rather not be on. What, what about my bad side? Farewell, Mr. Quill. Hey, we had a deal, bro. What happened? Ah, uh, this guy. Peter Quill. People call me Star-Lord. You have the bearing of it. About me all the time, but it's not something I would ever say about myself. <laughs> ah. This wasn't the plan. Professional. 
you gotta be kidding me. I live for the simple things. Like how much this is gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, right, little man. It'll grow back, you idiot. Quit whining. By the authority of the Nova Corps, you are under arrest. All right, come on up. Hey! It isn't Star Prince. Star Lord. Oh, sorry, Lord. I picked this guy up a while back for petty thefts. He's got a code name. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's an outlaw name. Relax, pal. It's cool to have a code name. It's not that weird. It's cool to have a code name, right? It's not that, not that weird. And these misfits are our heroes. These are the heroes of the movie. I'm not introducing anybody else. No other. You know, Superman or Iron Man or Thor. These are the heroes that are supposed to save the world. You got Peter Quill. He's our main character. That's the little boy you saw at the first, now grown up. And he's an outlaw, and he doesn't need anybody else in his life. He doesn't want anybody else in his life. And you have Gamora. She's the green one in that scene, if you couldn't tell. Uh, she's on a mission. She doesn't want anyone else messing up her plan to escape and her plan to steal what she wants to do. And by the side, she's a soldier assassin, so she doesn't need anybody to take care of her anyways, right? She could take care of herself. And if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times people get in the way of whatever we're trying to accomplish. And you see this throughout the whole first half of this movie. They get in each other's way because each of them has something they want to do. I'll put it to you this way. Have you ever tried to clean your house with your children still living in it? You clean the living room, right? And you move on to the next room and you can hear the living room being actively destroyed as you're trying to clean and you just give up, right? After two or three, maybe you give up. I give up anytime, right? Have you ever tried to do that? Or maybe you work with a boss or a coworker or someone or a committee or a board and they want something done a certain way, except you've been doing it your way for so many years and your way is a better way. Come on, somebody. The way that you want to do it, but they want it the certain way. And you're just thinking if they could just get out of my way, Things could actually get accomplished. Or maybe you're managing finances. I can tell you, if you're single and you're managing finances, it's a whole lot easier, right? Because you can choose how to spend and how to budget and how to allocate. But you add a spouse or a board or a committee into the mix and things get complicated. And you could probably think of a hundred different scenarios in your life where if people would just get out of your way, things could actually happen. You could actually do something. But the fact is, we live with other people every day of our lives. And even if you don't, you interact with people constantly. And here's what I know about people. And that is that every single one of them, the ones that you interact with and yourself included, has issues. Everybody's got issues. Everybody has things inside that they're dealing with, pains and experiences and different things that they've gone through. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. Everybody's trying to do it on their own. And we all deal with it in different ways. Well, the new team of heroes, now they're stuck together and they're in prison. So it's gotten a little bit worse, right? They've got it. And if they're ever going to figure out how to work together in order to get out. I guess most of Nova Corps want to uphold the laws. But these ones here, they're corrupt and cruel. But hey, that's not my problem. I ain't going to be here long. I've escaped 22 prisons. This one's no different. You're lucky the broad showed up, because otherwise me and Groot would be collecting that bounty right now, and you'd be getting drawn and quartered by Yondu and those ravages. 
had a lot of folks try to kill me over the years. I ain't about to be brought down by a tree and a talking raccoon. Oh! What's a raccoon? What's a raccoon? It's what you are, stupid. Ain't no thing like me except me. I am cruel. So what? What's the war? Genocidal maniac. Yeah, I know who you are. Anyone who's anyone knows who you are. Yeah, we know who you are. Who is she? I'm Groot. Yeah, you said that. I wasn't retrieving the orb for Ronin. I was betraying him. I had an agreement to sell it to a third party. I am Groot. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is wrong with giving tree here? Well, he don't know talking good like me and you. So his vocabulistics is limited to I and M and Groot. Exclusively in that order. Well, I tell you what, that's gonna wear real thin real fast. If we're gonna get out of here, we're gonna need to get into that watchtower. And to do that, I'm gonna need a few things. The guards wear security bands to control their ins and outs. I need one. Leave it to me. That dude there. I need his prosthetic leg. His leg? Yeah. All right. And finally, on the wall back there is a black panel. Blinky yellow light. You see it? Yeah. There's a Quarnix battery behind it. Purplish box, green wires. To get into that watchtower, I definitely need it. How are we supposed to do that? It's 20 feet up in the air, and it's in the middle of the most heavily guarded part of the prison. It's impossible to get up there without being seen. I got one plan, and that plan requires a Quarnix battery, so figure it out! Can I get back to it? Thanks. Now, this is important. Once the battery is removed, everything is going to slam into emergency mode. Once we have it, we got to move quickly. So you definitely need to get that last. Well, we can just get it first and improvise. I'll get the armband.
Spare me your foul gaze, woman. Why is this one here? We promised him he could stay by your side until he kills your boss. I always keep my promises when they're to muscle down. Whack jobs will kill me if I don't. Here you go. Oh, I was just kidding about the leg. I just need these two things. What? No, I, th I thought it'd be funny. Yeah, I'll have to agree with the walking thesaurus on that one. Do not ever call me a thesaurus. It's just a metaphor, dude. His people are completely literal. Metaphors are gonna go over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. I'm gonna die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy. Those are some big guns. this animal. We roast them over a flame to those children. The flesh is quite delicious. Not helping! I'll fire on my command! Yeah. Three, two, one! He turned off the artificial gravity everywhere wouldn't be here. Pretty good plan. Huh? <laughs> Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. I love that movie. All right, so now they're out. They got out of prison. They've worked together at least a little bit. But even after they get out, everybody's still after something different. Everybody still has the thing that they want. Drax, the red guy you saw in the movie, he just wants revenge. He doesn't want anything else from the team or anybody else. They want to get him to the bounty hunter and get their money for Gamora. She doesn't want anybody else getting her way and her chance and her plan to escape. And then you got Peter Quill, right, the main character. And all he wants is he's figured out he can sell that little orb thing for a whole lot of money. And so they each have the same thing. They each have selfish things that they want. It's a picture of what our world is like. It's a picture of what a lot of times our culture is like, where everybody's got their own thing and it's just take and take. And nobody's giving, everybody's taking. And everybody's got their selfish reasons for it. As a matter of fact, everybody else is selfish. I am the only one who is trying to do the right thing. Now, I guarantee that you probably have not said that out loud, but I guarantee we have all thought it. That everybody else is living selfishly. I and mean, am I the only one who is trying to do the right thing in my life? So our heroes stick together so that they can make money. They still have a selfish motive, but they stick together long enough for that to happen at least. But they're learning that each one of them is much different than the others. 
whoa, yo, Ranger Rick, what are you doing? You can't take apart my ship without asking me. See, what is this? Don't touch that. It's a bomb. A bomb? Yep. And you leave it lying around? I was gonna put it in a box. What's a box gonna do? What is that? That's for if things get really hardcore. Or if you want to blow up moons. No one's blowing up moons. You just want to suck the joy out of everything. <laughs> so in a world full of selfish, prideful, broken, very different people, can we come to together? Can we really do something together that's going to create a lasting impact? Or do something amazing as a group? Because we're all so different. Some people are chasing selfish motives. Some people only care about money. Some people want other things. Some people want to blow up moons. Like, it's just, everybody's got a different thing that they want, a different selfish. In the first letter to the church at Corinth, Paul, who was formerly against the church, and then he meets Christ, and he's starting now to build the church, he writes a letter to the church in Corinthians. And it's chapter 1. He says, remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you are wise in the world's eyes, or powerful, or wealthy when God called you. Instead... God chose the things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world. God chose them. The things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and he used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. He chose the lowly things of this world, so it's not possible for anyone else to take the credit for it. God chose the things that people thought were foolish to confound the wise. And Paul's reminding that everyone, that God works by using misfits. It's the theme behind this movie and it's the theme behind Christianity that God works his greatest works by using people who others would call misfits. He uses those with a speech impediment to be his mouthpiece like Moses. He uses those who are hiding in a cave to be the leader of the army like Gideon. God delights in using misfits. He has fun when he gets to use misfits. People that the world looks at and they think, him or her, really? And you say, well, why did God do that? It's so that no one else can take the credit, so that he gets the glory. Because it's his plan and his kingdom. And how is it possible? We see this in verse 30. It says, because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, he's become for us. And check out what Jesus is for us, the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. And I want to kind of flesh out those words because I know they have a tendency to sound like church words and we just kind of pass them over. But I really want to flesh them out this morning where he talks about our wisdom. This is God showing us more than what we tend to see. And then he says our righteousness, it's God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And holiness is God growing in us what we cannot grow. And then he finishes with redemption is God making us all that he would have us to be. Redeeming us from where we were to where he has for us. It's what Christ is doing inside of us. And God is the one that does it. And we see why in verse 31, it says, let the one who boasts then, if God's the one who does it, if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. It's all God's doing. But too many times, oftentimes, we, we boast in our ability to do things instead of boasting in the one who gave us that ability to do them. So our heroes are in trouble, all right? They've gotten out of prison, but now they've lost that orb that was going to make them all the money. They've almost died like three times already. And so they come to this place where they have to decide if they're going to go their separate ways or if they're going to join together and try to do the impossible. You call that figured it out? We're going to rob the guys who just beat us senseless. Oh, you want to talk about senseless? How about trying to save us by blowing us up? We were only going to blow you up if they didn't turn you over. And how on earth were they going to turn us over when you only gave them a count of five? We didn't have time to work out the minutia of the plan. This is what we get for acting altruistically. I'm... They are ungrateful.
grateful. We have to stop Ronan. How? I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on Nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago! No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. She's right. You don't get an opinion. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent? That's a fake laugh. It's real! Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What does that have to do with anything? Thank you, Groot. Thank you. See? Groot's the only one of you who has a clue. Yondu is going to be here in two seconds. He expects to hear this big plan of ours. I need your help. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. I mean, like, folks who have lost stuff. And we have, man, we have, all of us. Our homes. Usually life takes more than it gives, but not today. Today it's given us something. It has given us a chance. To do what? Not run away. I, for one, am not going to stand by and watch as Ronan wipes out billions of innocent lives. But Quill, stopping Ronan, it's impossible. You're asking us to die. Yeah, I guess I am. I... Quill. I have lived most of my life surrounded by my enemies. I will be grateful to die among my friends. You are an honorable man, Quill. I will fight beside you. And in the end, see my wife and daughter again. I am Lord. Spin anyway. Up now. <laughs> they were a bunch of losers, right? Sorry, people who have lost stuff. And they come together and they form themselves as a team and they attempt now to do the impossible to save the galaxy. If you go to Acts chapter 16, it's kind of the same way the Philippian church was created. 
where a bunch of misfits came together. Because if you read the account of how that church in Philippi was created, it started with Lydia, who was a rich person who had everything, but she becomes converted and she finds Christ. She finds her source in him. And then there's a demon-possessed girl who now, minus the demon possession, becomes a leader in the church. And then there's a jailer who almost takes his own life because he failed at his job. But because of is saved. And that's how you form the church. That's how the church in Philippians starts. A bunch of misfits that join together to form it. Ephesians says it this way. It's actually God's plan. It was God's plan all along. God's purpose in all this was to use the church, a group of misfits, to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Which brings us to the point of the message today. And that is that we are misfits, but we are God's misfits. We are misfits, but we are God's misfits. You see, God's plan is to use us to display his glory. God's plan is to use us to further his plan for the world, his kingdom and his wisdom throughout all the heavenly places. And we're so different from each other. But the beauty of the kingdom of God is that he can make enemies friends again and he can redeem the unredeemable. God can bring back anyone. You're never too far gone. And his kingdom is always moving forward with a bunch of misfits. Now, you might not see it in the verses, but Paul is actually in a fight. When he writes these, he's actually in a fight. He's fighting for the freedom of the people that he encounters that thought that money was their savior. They thought that money was what they should build their life on. He's fighting for the slave girl who's being taken advantage of. He's fighting for the jailer to free him from living only for his career. He's in a fight. And Paul, just like him, we also are in a fight today. It's the second takeaway from the movie. That we're all in a fight. So fight for your families. Fight for your friends, for your coworkers, for your neighborhoods. We're all in a fight for those around us and the stakes are high. Even more than the movie, the stakes are eternal life in this real world. When we're fighting for our families, we're fighting for those that we care about. The stakes are high. It's why we have to come together. But if I could ask you a question, what are you fighting They're on this ship that's about to crash and they realize there's no way out and they think that this might just be the end.
old Groot? You can't. You'll die. Why are you doing this? So up until this part of the movie, Groot has only ever said, I am Groot. But as he prepares to give his life for the team so that maybe they can go on and finish the mission, maybe they can keep on going. And he prepares for that. The I turns into a we that we are Groot, that we're in this together. And he covers them with his body and he absorbs the full force of the blow. For even the son of man, that's Jesus, did not come to be served. He was not selfish. He didn't come to build himself up, but rather to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. First Peter puts it this way, that he himself, Jesus, bore our sins. The problem was our sins. The ship that was going down, the thing that was crashing, that we were all on board was our sins. But he bore our sins on his body, on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, he covers us. Those that believe, he covers us and you are healed. You know, the guy that wrote that letter in the Bible was Peter. It's the same guy that denies ever even knowing Christ. And yet he was forgiven, and then that misfit God used to lead the church. And now there are two books of the Bible that bear his name. It was all part of the master plan that God put into place so that the mission would continue. That we now are God's message to the world, that we get to unite as a bunch of misfits and be the message of the gospel to others. When our heroes were starting out, they were going alone in different ways in every way that they wanted to do. But when they accepted... trying to save the galaxy. And some of you today, you're going alone. Some of you today, you're living your life alone. You've been doing it for a long time. And the tendency that we have as human beings is to go alone. I mean, we all have insecurities and we have, we have problems that debilitate us from being all that we can be for our families and for God. And we need to remind ourselves of those verses in Corinthians that God chose the lowly things. That despite our insecurities, despite our disabilities, despite whatever it is that hampers us, God chose the lowly things to make his plan known, to make his kingdom known, that no one else could boast, but it be God's kingdom. And we need God to cover us with his wisdom and his righteousness and his holiness and his redemption. And here's the thing that's most amazing is he gives it freely. He gives it freely to us. And here's what else we need to do as Christians. And that is we need to join others in the fight. See, when we take hold of Christ and when we take hold of each other's, we are the When we take hold of each other, don't go it alone. I know that's the tendency. I know that's the thing that we try to just slip back into. But if I could just encourage you, don't go it alone. There are too many people walking across the battlefield all alone with no friends around them. Don't be that person. If we're going to go the distance, we need God and we need each other. So what do we take away from the movie today? Well, here's the first one that we are misfits, but we're God's misfits. That we're all in a fight. So fight well for your families, for your friends, for those around you. And then number three is we need to join others in the fight. Every person has a part to play in God's kingdom. And when you find that calling, you find that function, you find that part of the body of Christ, we not only protect the world around us, we transform it. 
You know, in the woods that day with my friends, when we got lost, it came to the place where all hope had been lost. And suddenly a forest ranger on a six wheeler came out and found us. He rescued us. And some of you today are in need of a rescue. And some of you, maybe you just need to be part of the rescue team. Bow your heads with me today as we pray. Jesus, thank you for being the guardian of our souls. Thank you, God, for seeing something that was wrong, sin, something we couldn't change, and sending your son to die and to rescue us. With every head bowed today, every eye closed across this room, I just want to ask if there's anyone here who's going it alone. You've never joined Christ on his mission. You've never had a relationship with God. And so I just want to invite you today to start that relationship with him. Or maybe at one point in your life you were close to God, but something happened and you pushed him away. And now it feels like God is a million miles away from where you are. And you say, today, I just want to come home. I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to make you stand up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you come to the front. I just want to pray with you. This is between you and Jesus. And so if that's you today, if you say, I'm going it alone, but I want to have a relationship with God. Or if you say, I want to come back to him. I want to come home. If that's you today, let's pray together. Just a simple prayer. And every head bowed, every eye closed. But would you do me the favor? No one else is looking around. But if you say, that's me. If you say, I'm tired of being alone. Ben, I want you to pray for me. If you want to be included in that prayer. Right now, would you do me the favor? Would you just stretch your hand up high? Thank you. Thank you. All across this room. Thank you. Thank you. Be bold. Great job. Be bold. If you want to pray that prayer. If you want to join those eight, you say, that's me. Great job. Great job. Now slip your hands down. If I didn't see it, heaven saw your hand. If you want to pray that, we're going to pray it with you right now. We're going to pray with those nine who said, I want to give my life to him. So come on, church. Can we pray it with them? Just say these words. Say, dear Jesus, I need you to rescue me. Forgive me of my sins. Make me all you want me to be. Make me brand new. I'm tired of being alone. Today I choose to make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. God, for those who prayed that prayer, I pray that you would enter in and rescue them from whatever it is they're dealing with. God, whatever it is that they're facing, I pray, Lord, that you would rescue them, that you would let your presence be known, Lord. In every moment, God, bring other people around them so that they wouldn't walk alone. Strengthen them, God. God, we're not made to do it alone. I hope you provide people, Lord. Let this church be around them, God. And so, Lord, rescue, redeem, and save. And then for those who are already believers, Lord, please help us to fight for our families. Lord, help us to fight for our friends. Help us to fight for those closest to us. Lord, that we can see your plan and your kingdom be fulfilled in this world. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all the church said, amen and amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for what God has done this morning?